Hey Warriors, it's Wes. And Spinny. Hey, um, we've got some exciting news that we want to bring your way. We are going to be attending this year's UCAP conference. What does that stand for, Wes? Well, I'll tell you, Spence. It stands for Utah Coalition Against Pornography. It's the 18th annual conference. And basically, it's like anti-porn con. It's really cool. There's a whole bunch of other groups there that hate porn as much as you and are really trying to help people find good, healthy recovery. So um, Life Changing Services has a booth there. Yes. And uh, we're going to be there. We are going to be present. We're going to be present at this conference. And we want to see your faces and hear your voices and speak to those faces. Wouldn't you say? And smell your smells. <laughs> we don't get to do that otherwise. <laughs> this is this is real life. This is like a really cool opportunity though yeah. for realsies. We want to <clears throat> we want to meet you guys. So if you're gonna be at UCAP or if you weren't planning on it, please join us March 28th on Saturday, 28th. Uh, join us and hit us up podcast at lifechangingservices.org if you're gonna be there and say hey. This is my name. I'm going to be there. Let's talk. And then we'll we'll make sure we sync up there. Yep. If you guys have any questions relating to the event, go to utahcoalition.org. As of today's recording is March 11th. They're still planning on holding the event, even with coronavirus coming in hot. Um, stay tuned. If that changes, we would let you guys know. Um, but yeah, starts at 9 in the morning. You could. Uh, it's at the Salt Palace downtown is 100 West, or excuse me, 100 South West Temple. Um, How much dinero are we talking here, West? Well, funny you should ask, Spence. Not much dinero at all. If you are 25 years of age and under, it's 10 bucks. 10 bucks? If you happen to eclipse that age, which which we do. <laughs> Dang. It's only $20, though. Hey, that's not bad. That's, I, I, I'd do it four times over. 80 bucks. I'd pay 80 bucks for this. You would not. I would. Not only is it a great opportunity to network with other warriors, but also other people in, in other programs, but you get to listen to some really, really cool speakers. Um, let's see. The opening keynote is Sharon Eubank. She's the president of Latter-day Saint Charities. Uh, the closing keynote is Colin Karcher of Save the Kids. Ooh, I've heard. Oh, he's the, I've seen him. Yes. He's the, he's the guy that's talking about social medias. It's so cool. Yeah, he's unreal. But there's there's going to be a lot of really cool speakers, a lot of cool breakout sessions where you can learn a lot. Really, really cool stuff there. Please come. And we love you. Here's the episode. We Today's do. episode. I am just the worst because of this. So at that point, I was I rock bottom. It's impossible. There's no... Because for a long time, I was always blaming myself. Like, this is all my fault. I started this. just had the mindset of, like, I'm never going to overcome this, you know? Like, I I was giving in and letting Satan beat me into the ground. He's a terrible kid who has to go to a porn Like, I failed. Like, I got to the point that I'm losing a really horrible battle. Really, in that moment that that you're at that rock-bottom stage that you have a fork in the road and you are forced to choose. And I chose to fight, and I choose to fight today, and I'll choose to fight tomorrow because winning is worth it. I just feel like the man right now. I'm fighting for my life, man. And now I fight to live. I don't just fight to live, dude. I fight to live the best life I can. You're going to recover from this. And if I can do this, you can do it. It's like the start of a race, and that adrenaline's pumping, and you're like, let's go. Let's get going, because today, I change. And nothing, not even the armies of hell themselves will stop me. 
I am a warrior. I'm a provider, presider, protector. Satan is our enemy. Not alone. Whatever and it I fight takes. with fury. Let's go. We will win this war. Don't mess with us. Let's do this. I like that introductory. <laughs> I know. I feel like I've been doing that a lot lately. No, it's it's good. An intro cu- <clears throat> grunt. Yeah. Hmm. It, it's shades, shades of Boyd K. Packer. I like it. Anyway. Oh, Gordon B. used to do a cough, yep. too. Yep, he sure did. Yeah. But no, this is the Eternal Warrior Podcast. Helping young people in their quest for self-mastery, sharing stories from the battlefront in the war against Satan and pornography. And Spence. That's right. We have an an EWP first this week. We do. We sure as heck do. Mm -hmm. It is something that we've wanted to do for a while. Truth. We've we've wanted to bring on some of the female gender. When we have the fairer sex on the show. Correct. Things are just better. They are. Isn't that the truth? We have learned that. Not to slam on the, the male gender, but the, but we will we will do it. No, seriously, we have the coolest we have the coolest group of gals we, here today. This, this is yes. We I mean true or false, Wes. Truth. Truth. Yep. Mm-hmm. Truth. Truth or truth, Spence. <laughs> truth. I would say truth. Yeah. Yeah. And I would agree. But um, we have four very very. Beautiful, awesome gals here with us today. We've got Kaylee, Whitney, Abby, and sweet cousin sweet Jess. cousin Jess ah. here. We love Jess, um, oh. friend of the show, and um, yes. they're going to share with us some you. of their thoughts and experiences with pornography and and how it's affected uh, the men in their lives and and things of that nature. We're going to get to that in a little bit, but we want to recap a little bit some of the things that we learned from Nate and Kaylee last week. What didn't we learn from Nate and oh, Kaylee? What what I couldn't believe, Spence, yeah. is all of like just the weird connections that we had with that couple. I loved it. It was okay, so fun. We didn't mention this one. But I know. Me and him were wearing the exact same Nike polo. Not polo. Uh, it was like a pullover. Pull over. We the pullover. Exa- like what is the what are the odds? One out of one. One out. One out of one. Mm-hmm. It really though. It was like the coolest. There was your connection with Kaylee and yeah, her Kaylee family. Yeah, Kaylee grew up together. So cool. Haven't seen her in 10 years. Yep. It's amazing. F- and then the fact that uh, just uh, Nate's well, story Nate's, in general. Well, and Nate's cousins with, with some, oh, yes. some people so that, that I grew up with, too. So it's Kaylee. That's right. Friends. Uh, so many Couldn't friends and cousins. So many friends and cousins. So many awesome connections. But their story and just the, the outright courage of Nate. Both of them. Of both of them. Uh, yeah. I, Kaylee, forgive me. But the outright courage of their being willing to just be vulnerable and, and Nate taking the risk of like, hey, honey, this is, I'm dealing with this and I, I have to accept however you respond. Right. But I'm trying to do something about it. The fear know? of the fear of losing it all. And that's what we're up against. And I don't think we said this on the episode, but um, had had Kaylee made the choice that that wasn't it wasn't the right situation for her in that marriage because of her past with her mom yeah. oh my gosh Kaylee you're amazing but like if she would have said you know what this isn't gonna work for me who could blame yeah, her right blame this her. is a situation like it is a whew, it's a tough it's a tough situation yeah. especially and, in a in a marriage relationship one of the things Spence that I feel like I've learned ever since we started doing this and I feel like I've known this, but 
just at a greater level, just one of the toughest things about being alive is letting mortals be mortal and having to navigate life with that truth hanging in the balance. And yeah, you, you've got to, if someone says, you know what, I, based on their past experience or whatever, like that's a, that's a choice that we have to accept as uh, as being part of our recovery story. And to, uh, I, I always come back to Eliza's thoughts oh. because she still to this day has been one of my faves She's on the show. It. Love that chick. She's she, great. um, she mentioned how her mom said that repentance was plan A, that it wasn't like a, oh crap, now I have to use plan B because I wasn't perfect in my life, right? Like, no, like this was the, not the purpose wasn't to come here and have a porn addiction. That's not what I'm, but like we were coming here to experience, make choices for ourselves and in doing so, definitely a lot of mistakes. That's part of it though. That's the beauty of life is like this raw, we're just here doing the best we can. We're going to make mistakes, but then uh, in his mercy, God has provided a, a savior. You mm. know what I'm saying? Truth. I do. I really do love that. And Ooh. yeah, Liza, Liza, you, you, Liza was the first gal that we had on the pod. Yep. And she's, she's changed stuff for us and we're so grateful for her and we're excited to hear from, from these incredible gals. Um, first though, we, we want to, we want to issue guys a challenge. We want to issue you a challenge <laughs> for, for the week. Um, <laughs> we want you guys, we, we got an incredible review on Apple podcasts this past week that was really humbling for Spence and I. And when you guys do that, you actually help other people find the content that, that you're getting something out of as well. Uh, the algorithms that, that our different hosting services have are, are based on reviews and based on what people are saying. And so if we can solicit some reviews from you, that's going to help other people really start to find recovery. And so we, yep. wanna, we want to invite you to press pause right now and go leave a review. Pause. Thank, Thank you. you for doing that. Okay. <laughs> and speaking of thanks. Yes. Let's give thanks. To whom? To Cody Haas. So happy you're listening to the Eternal Warrior Podcast. There's not a week that goes by where a warrior hasn't shared how the Eternal Warrior Podcast has helped them win a battle. My name is Cody Haas, and I'm a licensed therapist who helps those dealing with sexual addiction, betrayal trauma, trauma in general, marital recovery, and mental illness. Over the years, I've gathered resources to help those who desperately want to get to a better place. If you feel you're in need, please reach out to me by calling 385-519-6089 to set up an initial assessment. Once again, 385-519-6089. God bless you on your journey, my friend, and keep listening to Wes and Spenny. And remember, if you're doing things like listening to the Eternal Warrior podcast, you're increasing your power and resilience. Remember the power you feel while you listen to Wes and Spenny and replicate it daily by going and doing the things they share. You got this. Thanks, Cody. Appreciate your sponsorship. And guys, if at any time, guys and gals, if at any time when you're listening to any of our content and you feel like it's time for you to take the next step in your recovery, lifechangingservices.org. Yeah. Hit us up. Get the help you need. Contact Cody. Make changes. Contact Cody. Contact us. Podcast at lifechangingservices.org. Correct. Because guess what happened uh, with Nate's story? Yeah. Nate reaching out to us and then us sending him to Cody because we were like, 
oh, I don't know what to tell you to do uh, in that accent. I'm, I'm not a I'm not a therapist. I'm not a therapist, man. So, anyways, I'd tell her, but <laughs> talk to Cody, okay? But he goes and talks to Cody, and then they make a game plan, uh, a like a courage it, game plan it, it to save their family. Save their family. Yeah, talking it, to Cody. <laughs> Whew. Cool. So so do that. I say we dive in. Let's dive into these with females. Oh my gosh, yeah. I love these girls so much. I, I really, I really, really do. I can't believe y- y'all gals would be willing to come on to this. This is the coolest. Yeah, let's let's kind of go around. Brief intros. Brief intros. Just like okay. a, hi, my name is. <laughs> Like first day of school. My name is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so we want we want to hear your just your just your first name. Okay. Let's hear how how old you are, mm-hmm. and then what maybe a what's a fun fact oh, we can add. That. No, no, no. What? Oh, no. no. Can I tell you? Can I tell you that is one of my worst Fine, Spencer, fears. Then what should we fear. add? Because now it puts so you much have pressure. So many fun right? facts. Okay, I know that every time fun. I start like a new job. Yeah, Kaylee's last. She has to top them all. Oh, with I got the funnest of facts. Oh, you already have one. That's not a fun fact. It's just. It just <laughs> no, but uh, let's. You don't have to say a, a fun thing. You can just say your name and maybe where you're from. Name where you're from and Ooh, um, I like that. And that's a fun fact. Origins. <laughs> okay. How about our astrological sign? Oh, oh that's unique. Okay. You, 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 you share <laughs> what you want to share. Yeah. Okay. Whatever comes. Yes. Whatever comes. Go ahead. Okay. So I'm Jessica, 26 years old. And I grew up in North Ogden. That's Fun right. Fun fact, I'm cousins with Spencer. Oh, that's correct. Wow. So would we say Hence the sweet, moniker. Hence sweet cousin Jess, because she's the sweetest cousin. SCJ in very select circles. Correct. SCJ. Sweet cousin Jess. Seriously, Jess, thank you for being here. Anytime. Take your memos. You guys are giving the compliments left and right. So just look at your memo later. You're welcome. Awesome. Yeah, keep keep the money coming. Okay. And next we have the lovely Abby. Hey, I'm Abby. I'm 26 and I'm from Houston, Texas originally and then St. George, Utah. So Texas (gasps) and Utah. And the Dixie High School. Yes. Uh, flyer. Flyer. Mm-hmm. Go Flyers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right? Okay. Thank Neat. you, Abby. Welcome. Let's, welcome, welcome. Let's move over to Whitney. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm Whitney. And not Brittany. <laughs> and not Brittany. <laughs> Just with a Brittany W. In the intellect circles. <laughs> yeah. Select <laughs> <laughs> circles when you don't know my name. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm Whitney. I'm 26, and I'm from Southeast Idaho. What? Mm. Home of the Southeast Idaho State Fair. Whoa. Or Eastern Idaho State Fair. <laughs> yes. I'm from Shelly, super <gasps> small town. Wait. Home of the Russets. Home of the Shelly Russets. The Russets. The Russets. Okay. Potatoes. So that's where <laughs> Mitch that. and Lindsay live. <gasps> One of my best, that. some of my besties live in there. Live in there. In Shelly? Live in Shelly. And I, I went to visit them, drove past the high school, and was like, the Russets? And he probably thought I looked like a potato seller. Yes. <laughs> the high school. Yes. And it's, it's, it's a, a russet is a potato. Is that right? It's the most popular potato that all French fries are made out of. It's like the brown potato. I love that so much. Go. It's not the fancy russets. purple one. Come yeah. on, russets. Russets. Fight, fight, win. I'd love to see those football fight, fight, uniforms. Fight, fight, feel. Nice. French fries. So you, you, no. can thank, you can thank Whitney for your for your daily starch intake. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. All right. And sweet Kaylee. I'm Kaylee. I am originally from Houston, Texas. Grew up with Abby. 
before she left me, and I just turned 27, and I am an Aquarius. <gasps> wow. <laughs> the water bearer. The, wa- it sounds wa- like it the is water like- bearer. Yeah. No, yeah you think beat. it would be a wa- uh, water sign, but it's actually an air sign. Whoa. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, all of this. like Avatar, the last airbender, a little bit. Yeah, the last yeah. airbender. Mm-hmm. Welcome, ladies, to the Thanks. show. Thank you. <laughs> Seriously, this is the coolest. Okay, so where do we start? I mean, that's the I, thing. I think from the top, like, you guys all have varying degrees of experience with how pornography has affected your lives. Or not. Or not. Yeah. Okay. And so let's, can we, can we invite some of you guys to maybe share just your, yeah, maybe just high level, uh, experience, even like what your thoughts have been growing up about pornography, right? What you assumed Oh, well, if he's got a porn addiction, that means this or whatever, right? Maybe sweet cousin Jess, can we start with you, please? Yes. Um, So I was listening to your podcast when you brought on your sweet mothers. And it made me think we were raised similarly, you know, nothing. Yep. Like against how we were raised, but it's just like that, this culture. Yep. That it was like, we just don't talk Mm -hmm. about we don't talk about sex. We yeah, it's kind of like the S word, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> like nope, we're not talking about... Don't we're not talking say about, it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, because our mothers are sisters mm-hmm. and the cutest sisters the in the whole wide ever. world. Love it. Uh, so we have, like, the best upbringing. I don't want to put a slam against our family or against our moms or anything. It's just... Nope. And it's not their fault. No, absolutely not. There's no one to blame with this, but... um. About two years ago, I started dating a guy when I was moving next door to you. Yep, I remember this. Yes, and mm-hmm. it was two months into us dating, he brought up that he was addicted to porn. And this wasn't a shock, because I kind of saw... When I say shock, I mean, like it wasn't like the first time I've had a conversation with a guy. Mm, where about he's it. admitted it. But this was like the... Like dating him... It was the most serious situation I had been in. And I remember the night he told me, it was almost like I was kind of in a bad dream. Mm. Just because I could hear and feel the pain and all the emotions that he was going through, it was crazy how much it affected me just in that brief instance. And it continued to. We dated for a year and it was really, really, really hard. I won't lie, it was really difficult seeing the transformation, the change. Yeah. And I remember just from our conversations, how hard it was because then once it's brought up, then how often do we talk about Mm -hmm. this? Like, is this part of our relationship Mm -hmm. now? Like, do I have to check in? Like, Hey, well, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. Like any mess ups recently? You know, it's like, it became the relationship. Like the porn cop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I felt Mm -hmm. that. I really, that's yeah, I did. Which is not a, uh, not a fun place to be in. Right. Also, what else are you supposed to do? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I it's... totally felt responsible. Oh, Even though, of man. course, you know, it wasn't me that was doing anything. I just felt responsible for everything he was going through. Right. Oh. So you took ownership. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, was it ownership of helping him? Like, oh, I have to figure out how to help him. Or was it more of like, this is a reflection on me? Both. Oof. I took the weight on, but he used me <clears throat> as a crutch. Too. I will admit that I'm not, I don't want to talk negatively towards him, but I remember that. I remember you saying like when it was hard, it was hard to break up with him because he'd be like, well, I need, I need you. Mm -hmm. 
Ooh. Yeah, that's, totally that, that's a weird me. form of manipulation. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. yeah, it was really yeah. bad. And that's why I was like, Jess. And we, I remember having conversations with you about yeah. this said Yeah, we were mad. We were like, you got, Jess, you got to get out of that. This is, yes. This was, we, we could have a whole podcast series about <laughs> what we learned at the cabin trip. But oh, this was, man. this was kind of about that time. Yeah, it About was. two years ago, yeah. It was. It yeah. was. Um, yeah, so thank you for sharing that. Yeah, really hard. Vulnerable. Yes. But at least now we have an understanding kind of where your background. your background. Yeah. yeah. I I know Abby has a very unique experience, and so I'd like to ask you to maybe give us a synopsis of your experience. Yeah, so I was married for four years, and uh, unfortunately there's a lot of abuse that was involved in the marriage, but a big portion of that was... Um, just how I was treated as a result of his severe addiction to pornography. And I know that a lot of females and males struggle with pornography and pornography can be worked to, but, or worked through. But the difference was that, um, when expressing to my ex how I felt, um, asking him to change, he just didn't listen to any of it. And, it just kept getting worse and worse as the years went on and more sexually violent to where I was starting to be like afraid of my safety. And that's kind of how I've been affected by pornography most recently is when that lack of respect of the other person that you love and they're not willing to respect that. And that's when it becomes a big problem in my eyes. Yeah, he wasn't willing to meet you, meet you there. Like exactly. it was, it was a me versus you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Did you feel that way? Yeah. I'm sure. Whew. Abby, thank you for sharing. Yeah, that is, I'm sure hard. That's a lot. I it's know. A, uh, no, but I just, um, just your willingness to be vulnerable and telling that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how are you doing now? Can we ask just like a follow up now out of the relationship? Yeah. No, I'm doing great. It's been, uh, I think, nine months since I was officially divorced. But I've honestly grown so much and become so much stronger and realizing my worth and what's normal and not normal in uh, any kind of relationship, just recognizing signs of manipulation, abuse, things like that. So in hindsight, I'm really grateful for the experience and what it's taught me. Mm. And... uh, um, just moving forward, being aware that a lot of people do struggle with pornography and just trying to realize where they're at with that struggle. Hopefully I can help in some way if I need to. So, uh, how did it, how was pornography introduced? Did you, did you ask, or did he bring it up? Was he like, Hey, I'm dealing with this or did you find out or what did that look like? So uh, when I was dating him, I kind of asked while we were dating if he had ever struggled with pornography, just because with past relationships that has been brought up in the past. Um, And he said no. So trusting that as dating, dated for almost a year, got married. And then within the first year of marriage, he started um, pushing to do certain things sexually that I wasn't okay with. And despite my feelings, was emotionally abusive with my response with like waiting till I'd apologize and say sorry for not doing whatever things like that which is like really on the the other extreme yeah but so 
trusting him, thinking, okay, he's not struggling. But over time, it became apparent that he was struggling because of how he was treating me um, intimately. Um, So I questioned him about it, and he would deny it multiple times, and I'd try and be sensitive and tell him that I'll help you, like, talk to me about this. Um, But he never did, and then over time I found out that he was heavily involved with pornography, Um, and again, to where it just got more and more violent over time, and I knew I couldn't couldn't become who I needed to be in that marriage anymore, and I knew I needed to get out of that. It's interesting to, I mean, not interesting. First of all, once again, thank you so much yeah, for being willing you're to share. Welcome. Holy smokes. And I'm so sorry that you had to experience that. Like no one should have to deal with that. Um, yeah. It is what I was going to say though, is it's interesting to hear the difference between your story mm-hmm. and Nate, uh, and Kaylee that we brought on to yeah. the podcast last week. Yeah. Um, very very different feeling. I don't know. Do you feel that, Wes? Yes. Is that... And, and I have some... I have some thoughts on that. But I, I want to hear yeah, from Whitney we save, and Kaylee before. Do we save those? Let's save it. Okay. Thank you, though. <laughs> yeah, you're Seriously. welcome. Woo. Okay, Whitney, how do you feel about Ms. following Whitney. up that with that? <laughs> yeah, no, no pressure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm like on the opposite spectrum where I haven't had a lot of like um, conversations about pornography. Um, and honestly, like Wes is actually my first friend that I know that's like ever talked about it. So that's like my only experience. So I think, so thanks to Wes for being like vulnerable and open about it. And when like Wes told me, or I found out about the podcast, I guess, that was like the first time that I, that it started shaping my mind and realizing so like when it's talked about, it's always like very negative and it's all of these guys that are like, oh, you like, I don't know. I feel like we're judgmental where it's like, oh, they probably have a porn problem. That's why they're doing X, Y, Z. And like Wes was the first person I was like, oh my gosh, like he's one of the best guys I know. And if this is something that he struggles with, then like I need to figure out where, where am I at? And like, what am I okay doing? Like in a relationship, like, <laughs> sorry, but, like, like, where no, am I, no, no, no. like, where I, am I okay with like, dating because like again Wes is one of the best guys I know and if he struggles with it then I'm not going to just say I'm not going to date someone with porn because like he's a 10 and so oh, come so on like, say it again <laughs> come on 10 10 10 no Wes Dude, really is go. like Wes is incredible oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and we were like all, anyways so I think for me it just was being more open and realizing okay like what does it look like and how like yeah, like how do I help him be involved rather than being all the stigma of like no one ever talking about it. Right. And if they don't talk about it or if a guy ever says like, oh, like I'm working through some things when you take a break, it's always the assumption of like, oh, so he's addicted to porn, which I hate that assumption of thinking that's the reason why. But yeah. Most of the time, it, well, I don't know if I want to say that. Is that I would say. Well, I, I think culturally we've been attuned to that. Yep. And we're going to talk to that a little bit more about like what you guys learned in young women's growing up and, and hearing that and, and some of the things, but I'd be curious then. We're, sorry. We're probably jumping the gun. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Really quick then before you met Wes and had that experience, would you have said, Oh, I, I would never date a guy or even like consider dating a guy with a pornography because yeah. there's no understanding of what that actually means. Yeah. There's right? no understanding of what it meant. And like all the stories I heard <clears throat> were more like extreme stories, like Abby's experience where it was like, so dark and bad 
that I just always thought that's like what it meant looked like. It is dark and bad. It is. Yeah, it is. But as far as like, oh yeah, their behavior and like, oh, like you can pinpoint who's doing porn because they're not good people. Right. Like, like they're just like dark and sulky looking. <laughs> like they just yeah. kind of like lurch around. <laughs> like, you can like, like see it. Right? Right? You you know, no, we, we, we create a narrative of like, oh, this guy, all he does is, is play video games all day and he's Cheeto Fingers guy and he's crazy <laughs> into porn. Right? Yeah. And yeah, like, Cheeto Fingers. Has and more and Mountain Dew in his body than water. <laughs> okay? It's not spiritual and you're not going to build a spirit around yes. him and you're not going to have good conversations yeah. because all he cares about is porn and yep. like... And he's numb. He's immune to... Like, he's yeah, not he has able like to no those. feelings and he's not like empathetic. Yep. And like, Wes isn't any of those things and so it made me realize like, oh crap, like the narrative I've been telling myself isn't true. So actually, like, over Christmas break, I started talking to my family. My dad's a doctor and just asking him, like, more about, like, the medical side effects of pornography. Cool. And trying to understand where I feel about it. Because I want to be able to make that decision and, like, know the right questions to ask. So that if I am dating someone with porn, it doesn't become a family matter of, like, what questions should I ask? Or how should I feel about it? Like, I want to <laughs> yes. figure that out beforehand. So I'm not airing someone's laundry Correct. out. And so, yeah. So yeah. Wes has been helping me figure out. What are the things I should be looking for, asking, or... Which is really yeah. cool of you to hope that, and if that did happen, that you wouldn't um, have to raise the alarm to all these people. But I also, the fact of the matter is that if, if that individual doesn't want you to tell anyone else that you can't have support, red flag. Like, I think there's like, you've got to, like I told Ash, like, tell, tell your mom or like, talk, like, talk, like you need support just as much as I do. Right. We all do. This is not something easy. So it's someone that you can have a soundboard. That's one of Satan's biggest lies is this, this is a, an isolated experience Yeah. because the addiction itself is, yeah, you don't, you don't do porn. You don't masturbate when people are around. (laughs) Correct. Okay. But the lie, the prevailing lie is that because of that fact, because it is such a solitary experience that it doesn't affect anybody else mm. and it couldn't be farther from the truth. Yeah. It affects. Yeah. Affects everyone. Like are, your actions have consequences on more than just pe- more than just you to think that you can live your life in society and not affect other people. A mother brought you into this world and a father you have you have impact on your family and those around you and to think otherwise is is so arrogant and so ignorant yeah yeah anyway and satan's just gonna press on that all day yep. just keep it in the shadows as long as it's as long as it's hidden it's it's okay right yep. it's quote unquote okay like just yep. let's just let's just uh sweep it under the rug man. sweep it under the rug We'll Well, get it figured out, you know? Well, I think even for females, like, I had no idea it'd be okay to, like, talk to someone because you always think, oh, well, it's, like, their problem, so I don't want to, like, air out their dirty laundry because it's not my business to tell people, but you're right, like, but it is a, it's, like, a couple matter, like, it's a, it still affects me. In a huge way. Huge way. Um, Yeah, I think we'll get into this a little bit more, but just how... Even the thought of a man that you care about and love that is looking at pornography, what that does to you. Holy smokes. 
Oh my gosh. Well, we heard that from, from other Kaylee last week with Nate Yeah, and she's like, I felt ugly. I felt yeah. unwanted. I felt not good enough. I wasn't good enough. I'm yeah. not pretty enough. I'm not. Oh my And to gosh. Abby's experience, she was validated in that. Like that's how. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I know Abby. Wow. Um, Again. Thank you for yeah. sharing. And Whitney, You're welcome. thank you yes. for sharing your experience. And I actually, coming into this episode, I was a little worried about having kind of this, the varying spectrum, but I kind of like the yeah, fact that like we, we're kind of getting a glimpse into how it could impact different on um, varying levels. Um, Kaylee, not... Uh, not, not, yeah, Let, Kay- not Kaylee. the other Kaylee. Yeah, this is a different Kaylee. Yeah, this is not the same Kaylee that we had on last week. <laughs> yeah, just to clarify. Yeah. So what about? Oh, what does about that you? Kaylee have blonde hair? She does. Did she Maybe get not. her MBA I don't know. at UVA? I have no oh, idea. I guess I shouldn't. Probably not. No, it doesn't matter. No, no, no. Doesn't matter. She, she's, not, just, she's not. I wondered if I knew her. Anyways, um, my experience actually is I am the um, probably fewer women who I ask point blank on like third date. Like if I feel like there's a guy who I can potentially see dating in the future and the opportunity is brought up, I've always brought it up. And I think I, good for you. I think the biggest, like my, I have so many thoughts on this because I dated a couple men who, who struggled with it. One of them I was getting really serious with and long story short, there was a whole, like it, it plummeted me into this anxiety that I had never before experienced. Um, and, and then my, I have two sisters as well who are married and their husbands came out during their marriage about it. And so they were the ones calling me at that point because they had, they, they had never had that discussion before with their husbands. I think that's honestly one of the biggest mistakes we can make, like, especially in our generation, it might not have been as big of an issue before, but I, th- I, th- I wish there was a way I can get out a message to all the women in the world that like, it's an important discussion that needs to be had before you become serious with somebody early on. Yes. Early on. Honestly, it's, it's really not as much of the fact of like whether somebody struggles with it, with it or not. I think the real struggle comes in when you're, when you marry somebody and you think there's something and then you find out that there's something else or that they, you know, it's just such a big the betrayal like yeah dynamite dropped yeah that yeah you feel that betrayal and it's just like you weren't prepared for it and i think it's so much like it's just a whole expectations versus reality that i think like that's that's the biggest thing so i think Mm. i've i'll always say like a man will be better off to tell his girlfriend or somebody that he's like really serious about off the bat so she has time to process it and she has time to still get to know him hopefully maybe I don't know it depends on the the girl and her experiences but anyway so I um that's that's that starting off that's my kind of nutshell Kaylee that's awesome I've always been taught like well I I grew up with like I had girlfriends obviously Abby's like one of my best friends but I actually had a lot of guy friends growing up like in Mm. high school and that is what like I knew as early as high school that it was an issue and so I think knowing that and having those conversations with my guy friends, I don't know what it was that let them open up to me. Like we just had, I'm an open person. I'm an open book. And maybe that was it. People just can tend to open up to me. But I remember having those conversations and they would share those struggles with me and I'd listen to them. And, and uh, like I had some of my struggles of my own and not with pornography specifically, um, but with other things, I guess. And, we'll not go into that, but, but I could relate, I could relate to them. 
And maybe that's what it was. But anyways, going into my dating life, I took a lot of that knowledge, understanding, and that's really what ultimately what would open up conversations when I was mm-hmm. dating people. And I would always ask, and this one was actually was an advice given to me by one of my um, one of my professors at BYU Idaho, who was like a dad to me. He, and he was a bishop, and we and him had had conversations about this issue because he was always interested in my dating life. Like he's, he wanted to meet all the guys I dated. And and anyway, so he, like I said, he was the second dad to me. And he always told me, he said, you know, I've been a bishop for, for years now. And he said, you'd be shocked at how many couples come into my office with this, with this issue. And it, it's just, just debilitating to the women. And, and I don't want to downplay, obviously it's a struggle for the men too, but it's a, it's a, it's a totally different ball game, I guess, emotionally for the women involved. And he always told me, he said, if there's any question that you should ask, it's no longer, it no longer should be, do you have a porn addiction or do you have struggle with this? You have to ask, when was the last time you looked at porn? Because we know that every guy has ran across porn, whether it be on accident or on purpose or seeking out, whatever it may be, Mm. it's, it's a matter of when. And then, and, and he told me to ask that question when they're not expecting it, which I don't think I've ever actually done. It's always been a warm up conversation to it. You know, I'm like, I say, Hey, when was the last time you looked at pornography? Yeah, can you imagine you're like, Hey, so what are you doing this Friday night? Uh, but that's what he said to yeah, do. That's really? what's crazy. Yeah. He said, because they will be so off guard that they have to tell the truth. Like, and he said, and you'll know, Ooh, and they're like, you'll feel it if cool. they're lying, if they're off guard. If they're, they don't off have, guard. they're not prepared for the lie. Yeah, exactly. They're so I, be, and I think this varies on the man that you're with. I think, you know, maybe if there's a man that I might not be as trustworthy, like, I'm like, who is this somebody I can trust? Like, I might whip that out and like, just see how he responds. <laughs> I think it's kind of like harsh. I don't know. There's a way to do it. But that's what he suggested. And I kind of took that into my own style, I guess. I love but, that. Um, when? When? Yeah. When was the when? last time because you came across it? All it, ta- all it takes is like, it just opens a door enough for them to say like, two weeks ago. And, and, then, and then you start asking more questions and say, how frequent is this? Has this been a struggle in the past? What yeah. are you going to say? What? I was going to say, I don't think that's an indictment on the guy. Mm-hmm. I think it's an indictment on our culture and on our society and Correct. how pervasive pornography yeah. is. Mm-hmm. That it's no longer uh, how, it's not, it's no longer a, or yes or no, it's a how bad. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's that's kind of what it is. Well, mm-hmm. and it's a hard realization. That's a hard thing to swallow. It's hard to be like, we live in that world, right? Like it's, and it's not to fault of any one individual male, right? Or female, right? That, that can be both ways. Um, but it's, I was just thinking about it. Isn't it interesting? What if like a good majority of people had swine flu, but we just didn't talk about Let's it? Let's make it current. <laughs> Let's go coronavirus. Yeah. yeah. I just love this. I just go back to the swine. Dude, the, okay. I always go back to swine. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> the coronavirus? Is, Wait, that, is, the, is that the one in China? Beer? What's that? Corona beer. Yeah. And you get this a... virus from drinking too much of it. <laughs> it's, it's really bad. Like it's, Anyways. It doesn't matter anyways. Yeah. There's a bottling plant in is Southeast that, Asia. Is that, is that the one though that is like rampant in China yeah, yeah, right yeah. now? So it's like, like nobody... China's people. closed right now. Like a third of the world is quarantined, basically. Oh, okay. yeah, you didn't crazy. know? I, yeah. So Man. here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> you need to pay more attention to no, global no, affairs. Here's what's interesting is I, um, one of my, we, you probably have no idea what this lingo even means, but one of my no goals are like every day, I can't be on the internet by myself. 
It's just one thing I just don't even want to do. Yeah. I just don't even want to. Come you know, on, I'm now, saying, brother. Come on. No, Let's go. Come on. But the reason why that does affect me sometimes, I don't hear about this one third of the population of the world is <laughs> dying. You want to hear something crazy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I also, really quick. Oh, no, no, no. What's crazy? Tell me. <laughs> I have a thought. Just remind me. Spence and I are playing finger swords right now. Um, <laughs> what do you think has greater impact on the world right now? Coronavirus? Or pornography. Woo! Oh, pornography. Oh, pornography. 100%. Pornography, yeah. 120%. Because guess what? Coronavirus, as much as it is a physical ailment and would make families suffer, it probably wouldn't tear them apart. Right? Probably it's not going to ruin relationships. Like, no one's going to blame them for getting a, an illness, like, being sick. Whew. I was just going to say, hmm, on, the, <laughs> on the lighter side, <laughs> is that I didn't know about the whip and the nene for like a year. <laughs> Legit. Did Are we talking about the dance? Yeah. <laughs> whip, whip and nene. I was like, I had no idea that was a thing. What about catching the woe? Do you know that? No, I don't know any of that. That's the thing. I just, yeah. But like, that's a good example. I just don't hear about it. And I feel like the whip and the nene is probably just as popular as quarantine the virus, the corona virus. Anyways. We were going back to, were you going to compare it to something? Yeah. Going back, wait, who was, was you the oh, yeah, corona? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I was just comparing, um, oh, Pornography. Yes. It's like if everyone was really, really sick <laughs> with something, but no one's willing to talk about it. It's like no one's really willing to talk about a solution. No one's mm-hmm. willing to talk about like, hey, like, can we, uh, like, let's get some help here. So we're just all fighting this alone. We're all like, indiv- like pornography is being fought in little pockets. It's not being fought at scale. And it's not being fought globally. That's the problem. It's it's a more of a Christian or faith based problem. Correct. Ooh, yeah. Which yeah. I think is the hardest thing because people look around them and think, well, the rest of the world accepts it, like it's not a big deal. Oh, and in well, fact, the world even encourages it at times within that, relationships. Yeah. That, that's they shit. say, oh, to increase that's your sex you, life, look at porn. That's you because you have inspired. the industry promoting BS yes. studies. Yeah. That that say otherwise, when other less funded, much more scrappy studies trying to objectively talk about the effects of pornography show that overwhelmingly it, it is so destructive. Yep. Far more addictive mm-hmm. than any type of physical uh, substance, more addictive than heroin. Mm. Yeah. So, so and fight, fight the new drug does a really good job at that. I feel like That's they're true. trying to get the word out without like a religious, just like what are objectively the problems with pornography on society, which is really mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Whew, this t- conversation has already been amazing and has gone like 40 yeah. different directions, <laughs> I, which I love. I, I was going to say something after Abby spoke. We decided to save. Do you want to give I'm, it now? I'm going to play that card right now. Ace. After hearing all of your stories, a, a fear of mine is confirmed that y- you have, to, for the majority, or no, all of you across the board have said, that you as, the, as, a, as a woman are the one that's proactive in, in starting the conversation. Oh. That's wrong. And to hear Abby's story, my, my blood's on fire. That my gender... Is represented by that type of behavior. Yes, and then that's what's becoming expected. That, like, th- this is my world. I'm, I'm a young, single, adult, Mormon guy. And what, what my culture is, is promoting is that a guy works it out on his own, does not seek community, and waits for a girl to bring it up. 
And that's wrong. Yeah. And it's wrong because a guy, you, you need to own your crap. Okay. Yep. It, it's part of being a man. It's part of being a protector, provider, presider in a relationship that you have to be responsible for what you're doing. Yeah. Take ownership of your life. <laughs> Sorry, I'm. No, I'm getting hot, man. Passionate. No. We love passion. Seriously, but, though. But it's not okay. It's not okay. And so I, I hope part of what we what we discuss here is how do we flip the script and empower the men in our in our lives to be proactive about it and to start the dialogue and the conversation, take ownership of their own recovery, and not it. it it feeds back to the whole, I, I have a whole lot of thoughts about the deterioration of masculinity in, in Americana and, and just how, how there's just a wussification of, <laughs> of our gender. And, I, and I, I'm not taking anything away from like the empowerment of women. I love that. But as a result, I think men have dis, like de facto chosen to be less responsible. Okay. Not, not in response to like the empowerment of women at all, right? But I think guys are, are lost in knowing what to do. And it's so relevant right here in this conversation. Yep. So prevalent. But if the man's not going to bring it up, someone's got to, yeah. right? I love Truth. the fact that you're willing to just get it out there. I love that. So don't stop. I would, I would say <laughs> if he hasn't, you do it. Yeah. But is that hard? I don't know. Yeah. I guess I kind of disagree on like doing it so soon. Cause I feel like at that mm. point, it's like not my, I feel like it's like not my business. We're like, um, depending on three dates, it's like, I've spent a couple hours with you. I'm not willing to open up all of my like wounds. And so I shouldn't be willing to expect them to open up and mm. it just being like one way. So I think you should do it early enough that there's like not so many emotions involved, that it's like, you're clouding your judgment, I guess. But I also think yeah. it is a sensitive matter. And I don't think they, Ooh, does that I, make sense? I, I, I like where this is going. I just so don't think like, they should have to do it. One of the things we want to talk about is, is how do we bring it up? Yep. How should you know? it happen? And if the guy isn't manning up and owning his experience, and 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 maybe like that's something that yeah. I, I I haven't really considered of like, I mean I've told you guys because you guys are trusted friends of mine, but I, I think about like romantic contexts and maybe I don't know. Is it when is it too soon or when is it? Yeah, or or like because I think when it gets serious. I mean, it, well, I think it'll because three days in again. Well, yeah, I'm not in, saying three days. I'm just saying I have done that before. But, but we, I knew the guy beforehand. But but does it have to be? And does the fact that we put it off make it even more heavy and more yeah, scary to talk about? But it but it is heavy though, and yeah, it is truth, scary. Truth. And I also think by doing it so soon, it's like you're going through a checklist. Uh, where mm-hmm. like I again like I, for me. Six months ago, I would have been like, oh, okay, next. Where now I have way more content of like, what does that mean? And getting to know someone as a person and then realizing, okay, like this is, this is like what comes with him. And this is what comes with me too. And like Wes and I have talked about that, like yeah. different personalities and like we all have stuff. And so I don't like the, mm. I don't think it's fair just to be like, I don't know. It feels so like demoralizing to me. Maybe I'm wrong of like asking this big question without them being able to ask me like so something about, in return. Yeah. About like porn or, or like whatever it is. Hmm. That's so a very, I'm having an idea spawned by Whitney <laughs> that I, I think we need to maybe introduce the opportunity of the con- or the expectation of the conversation sooner. So maybe not being like, like first date. So we're going to college. How old are you? How addicted to porn are you? When yeah. was the but, last time I saw porn? <laughs> But we could say something, you know, when we, when we maybe start to, and, and just friends too, as well as just be like, 
I'll say this like maybe in a, in a dating context, but like, let's say third or fourth date or, or whatever. I know people have their own stupid dating rules. Yeah, yeah, timelines. But you say something like, "Hey, look, porn's an issue in our society. Would you agree? Look, I'm I'm down to talk about it when you're ready." Hmm. But maybe I'm okay. saying what I'm doing to protect myself against porn yeah. and what is he doing? Because I think it's also so one-sided that like, I don't know, again, like having mm. a dad as a doctor, like women, like there's so many issues, like women, it's like skyrocketing too. And so I think we sometimes make it just like a male, a man problem, yeah. but it's like, yep. they should also be asking me like, what am I doing to make sure that like, I'm not falling into those things. Ooh, yeah, interesting. So I'd be curious then, Maybe, okay, I will say really quick what Cody Haas told me one time. Oh, friend of the show, Cody Haas. Friend of the show. The same. Sponsor. Before you fall in love. Mm. Before you fall in love, the conversation should be had. So for me and Ashley, it was three weeks, but we saw each other literally every day for three (laughs) weeks. And then it was to the point where I was getting some serious feelings for this female and was like, I want her to know. Like, I genuinely wanted to tell her. Yeah, from 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 like the the recovery standpoint, from the addicted standpoint, it's like I have a hard time believing that a woman can love me without knowing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think they can. She doesn't know I, the real, yeah, the real me. They don't know the whole the whole story. So how how can they? Right. What about? I mean, Abby, from your experience, obviously, mm-hmm. now moving forward, what would you feel would be a, an appropriate expectation of when to introduce this type of conversation? I think kind of like what Kaylee and Whitney touched on, just when you start to get kind of serious. For me, I think it'll be more of if I can possibly see them in my future, try to bring it up, like how Wes said that, hey, this is an issue that affects a lot of people. And like Whitney's great point of this is what I'm trying to do to protect myself from, you know, getting trapped in this big problem. What things are you kind of doing And then just, I think to kind of follow the spirit of seeing if that person is being honest or not. I feel like with my experience, I at least wasn't really able to see that, but looking back hindsight 2020 of like red flags, I feel like in the relationship, if when my ex was like being pushy of kind of doing things that weren't appropriate while dating, even though it didn't happen. Looking back at how he made me feel for saying no, Mm. that should have been more of a red flag because he would try to like play it off like, oh, it's not a big deal. When I would think that the other person would say, I'm so sorry, you're right. Like, let's get back on track. You're right. So... Yeah, I think it's just hard going forward, but I'd be definitely open to the conversation of talking about it because I know that it is such a big struggle with Mm. everyone. Mm. Thank you. So then I'm going to open up this question to everyone is how would you prefer someone, a, a man that you're dating? What are some things that you would like if he did have a problem which as we've discussed already, he most yeah. likely does or not has a problem, but he's been he exposed. Has a, he has an, a past or an experience. There's, there's an experience the board. there. There's an We're experience sexual there. creatures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. yep. So, um, what would you like to hear yeah. from a, from a man that you've 
I've started to generate feelings for. Yeah, Abby talked about like red flags. Let's talk green flags. Ooh, okay. yes. oh, that's okay. good. I like that. Yeah, what would what would you be like? Okay, I feel safe. Because that's a big part of this, right? Yeah. I just don't feel safe. I I would ask. I would want to know first first thing. What are you doing to overcome this? Or <laughs> what steps are you taking to work with this? And then let him obviously lead that conversation out. Um, I love that. You know, I would, I would, I would definitely just wonder like what tools is he trying to access in order to overcome this? If it's the point where it's like, this is the first time I've ever told anybody, then like, that's okay too. At least he's being honest with you. But uh, yeah, that, that's one of the questions I would ask that, that helps me gauge. I, there's a, what is it? The, there's like a quote that I've always heard. Um, it was like when you're like, looking for marriage, I guess somebody to date, we can say in this case, I always say, look for potential, not perfection. Mm. And so whenever I pursue my dating, I'm always looking at the potential. Like, I mean, it's, but, but potential I think is very obvious with their efforts and the, the efforts that they're currently showing. That's how you see someone's potential, right? I think so. Yeah. And, um, yeah. What, so are yeah they, action. what, 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 what are is they he doing? doing? What are they yeah. doing about it? Mm-hmm. Are they passively letting it happen to them or are they doing something about it? Yeah. Mm, I yeah, like that, that. that really makes the difference for me. Upon. Yeah. Any other? Can, oh, yeah. Sorry. Nope. That's any it. Thoughts? I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> any other thoughts from what you would be like a? Okay, I I, I will continue to pursue this relationship. Ooh, sweet Abby. I think a good green flag is like what we talked about earlier about how the adversary wants you to think that you're alone. You know, there's no support for you. I would think it would be huge if a guy was like, you know what, I do have an issue with this and I need support. Like, I need support from you. Not necessarily like Jess was saying to where it became a crutch, but having them say like, I've reached out to church leaders, I'm actively doing this, Um, talk to your family about it, like we've mentioned earlier, but just them realizing that, hey, this is an experience that, I struggle with at times and then realizing that they do need help is a big green flag in my, my eyes. They're they're humble about it. They're like, Hey, you know what? I do need help. Whether that comes from you or other sources. I I'm, I've come to the conclusion that this is something I'm not going to just keep fighting by myself. And I think there's a lot of guys that probably guys that aren't listening. I I don't think somebody that would fall under this bucket of people is, is probably, listening to our podcast, but, um, but someone that's just been begging for, for, uh, someone to show them the way, you know, like they've been struggling and they, to what Kaylee painted, maybe they haven't told anybody before. And it's almost just like, a, thank you for asking. Yeah, I have a problem and I need help. Um, and then like you guys have a choice to make right then. And you don't owe the guy anything. Yep. And so, yeah, I think that's what was hard about your experience. Jess is like, you don't owe him. You don't need, you shouldn't be his only source of help. Oh man. And if you are, that's a, I would say red flag, right? I would say, Ooh boy. There are things that you as a supporter, (laughs) Ooh boy. (laughs) boy. (laughs) Big fan of the podcast. (laughs) Watching the daily friend of the show. But, um, I don't know why. He does it all. Um, like the very first episode. Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's because that's what my little nephew Van got into the habit of saying. He would say, oh, boy. 
<laughs> and I just loved it, so I inherited. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Keep going. Um, oh, what was... I apologize. No, no, no. The, you're, you're, you you avoided me. And... Um, if, oh, we were saying the crutch. Like, if you are the only person... Oh, I was going to say that for, for, if, you're, if you're seeking recovery, you need a supporter, but you also need community of someone who knows exactly what you're going through. And you guys, if, if you, it, you gals out there too, if, if you haven't experienced a pornography or sexual addiction of some sort, you can't play that role. Hmm. Okay. And that's like, and when we're coaching people on how to get real recovery, somebody has to. Yep. You need get community. To, get to group. Get to yep. a therapist. And what would you think, ladies, if a guy said, hey, I'm actively going to a porn recovery group? What would be the thought? I'd be curious just to hear like, hey, I actually go to, I can't this Wednesday because I, I actually go to a, a group. I, <laughs> I, I actually would like trust him more. I like recently dated a guy who was telling me like, hey, like I haven't been to like temple in a month and I'm not doing very, very good with like my like scripture study. And just by opening that up and like being honest about anything, I fully trusted him with like everything else. Whoa. So I cool. feel like if he would have, like if he would say, if someone would say something like that, I'd be like, okay. Like now there's no questions and I like trust him on every aspect. If he can be it, honest about that. He's willing to be raw. And he's really willing be to be real. honest he, raw He's responsible. <laughs> yes. He's owning it. Yes. Yeah. I'm not perfect. I struggle with this or that or yeah. But I'm doing something about but it. I'm doing something about it. Yeah. I think that mm-hmm. I would be curious, cousin Jess, if you would, just from your experience dating said man of, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Said boy. Said boy. Um, what would you have liked not to, I, I mean, maybe he's listening and he's like, Oh no. no but, um, what but would you have, what would you have liked to hear or what, what would you have wanted to hear from him besides, Hey, I'm just, I'm struggling. What, what else could have helped in that situation for you personally? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, was grateful that he was very open and honest. And he was going to see his bishop like when he first told me and then he like put it off and everything and he would use me more so as the crutch. I it was hard because he didn't open up to he was living with his brother and mm. he didn't tell him. He's like very isolated about it. So I wish I don't know, for me too, I've been like this whole time I don't know if this answers your question, but this whole time that I've been sitting here, I've been thinking about boundaries a lot. So like after, I think it was like six months after we broke up, it came to the point where I had to block him just because mm. he would not take no for an answer. Mm. And I have never done that before and I hated doing that. You know me, you yes. know how I am. Yes. The yes. no word is a hard word for me to, to <laughs> turn get down, but mm-hmm. he was so controlling that way. But um, I started reading a book called Boundaries Ooh. And it was really good. Oh my gosh. That's that's at Life Changing Services. Is it? Yeah, that's one of the books that they have is Boundaries. What? I yes. highly recommend it. It's incredible. Yeah, what, what what have you learned from that book or just thinking back on that experience? So from the book, um, the author, he describes our lives being like homeowners and that we have our own property. And with in our property, we have, you know, fences and a gate. There should be a gate to know what to allow in the good and what to have the bad or whatever it is. Stay out. Mm-hmm. Mm. So for me, I wish I would have actually 
first of all, define my boundaries because he definitely pushed boundaries. And I think that was a really hard thing for me to, because seeing him change, it, he did, like we were talking about earlier, you don't realize how much it affects other people. It really changed me a lot as well. So I wish I would have been more, like, of course, it's not, I'm not saying like I'm super passive and I don't know my worth or my boundaries, but I wish I would have like been more defiant and like more like, no, this is not okay. But from that, I've learned from this experience and from reading that book, like now I know good my boundaries. Yeah. Cause where's clearly, the, cause where's that balance of, mm-hmm. Hey, Abby, like you kept saying, I want to help. So where's that balance of like, I want to help, but dude, get your shiz together. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. I thought it was probably in a pro pro, <laughs> but I'm just like, get it to like, yeah. this, this is not my problem. Mm-hmm. I am not. Which is so hard because in that moment, sweet cousin Justice thinks about how good of a heart you have of just like wanting to help and wanting to take ownership for it. But like you don't have to. That's well, not your job. Th- that's not your responsibility. And we actually rob people the opportunity to repent when we when we replace the savior. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. When we when we step in and say, No, you're good. You're good. I'll I'll, I'll take care of you. You know, pe- we people can't grow that way. Yeah. Can. What would you have liked to hear maybe besides then Bishop, if it, if you would have said, Hey, I'm talking to my brother. What about, I'm going to a group. Mm-hmm. What would have, would that have changed? Not that you would have ended up with this man, right? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, we don't know, but, um, how would that have changed your experience? Yeah, that definitely would have been more of a comfort because we even, there's one experience I remember I went with him cause his Bishop referred him to a, service through the church. And so I went with him to that appointment, but I don't know. It was just hard. He didn't really, would he have gone without you? No, hmm. he came to the point though in his life. And he even said he was depressed, but he would tell me like, I don't want to do go work. I don't want to, he just like lists off all these things he didn't want to do. He didn't take ownership. Mm. He needs some help. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Mm-hmm. I, I feel for this guy because I know what it feels like. I know what that feels like. I've, uh, yeah, Nate was talking last week about being in his parents' basement, <laughs> right? <laughs> Just like depressed, anxious as all get out, paranoid, addicted. Um, so I feel for him, right? But if you're listening to this, said male, and you dated sweet cousin Jess, like just reach out to someone to get help. Just get if, help. If you can attract sweet cousin Jess, seriously, you're doing I so just... much right. <laughs> yes, yes, seriously. Light cleaveth unto light, and <laughs> Jess is a ten. Oh, she guys. she turns it up to eleven too. So <laughs> she's she is amazing. Seriously though, and so don't don't discount yourself. And Satan's telling you. Yeah. Like we, we so often, we, we don't give the devil his due, you know, Oh man. that when someone's like, Oh, I'm the worst, I'm, I'm depressed and stuff. Externalize that. It's not coming from you. Children of our heavenly father do not have those thoughts. We allow them to live there. We open our gate, let them in. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, we, we need to recognize that for what it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love what, what Moses says in, in, uh, in the book of Moses, in the Pearl of Great Price or yeah, Pearl of Great Price where, he, he remembers his divine identity after communing with God. 
And then Satan comes and inevitably tends and says, Satan or Moses, son of man, worship me. And he's like, get out of my yard. I didn't, I didn't lock my gate. Get out of here, Satan. Oh, that just came out of my yeah. mouth. Yeah, that's, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> that's the, the banishment sound effect. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. So then on this note, and now we're, yeah, I would be curious then with all of this wonderful conversation, thank you for being here and being willing to share. Um, and I would be curious, how then can a man make you feel safe? Yeah. I would say a huge thing is that they respect you by listening to you. When you, I'm bringing up boundaries again, but like they value your opinion. They, uh, they empathize with or sympathize with the woman because they know how hard this must be to hear. Is that, is that what you're saying a little bit? It's like, they listen to you, they validate. Yeah, this Mm -hmm. is, Mm -hmm. I'm sure this is really hard. Or what does that look like? Do you think in a conversation or what do you think that, uh, yeah, maybe they just good listener, Mm -hmm. like understanding. Yeah. Cause like you said, it's hard for them. I'm not trying to like downplay it, but realizing that it's just as hard for the woman or whoever else is involved, how much it affects other people, not just them. And like when you do have an opinion or when you are struggling as well, that even though they're not in the best place, maybe that they can try and do everything that they can muster it up. Cause I don't know my experiences. So like kind of, I was carrying all the weight I felt and I was just to the point of like, I can do anything anymore. Mm. So to try and find that balance of being. Yeah. Having a man that uh, respects and values you enough. Oh, Jess, you deserve that. Everyone does, right? Gosh. Mm -hmm. Jess, you deserve that. Any other thoughts? Yeah. um, I have come to learn that one of the biggest struggles with pornography is sometimes the lack of guilt that people can tend to not feel, I guess, if that makes sense. So, you know, we find it motivating to like overcome a problem or an issue, but it's easy when you have a load of guilt about it. And I think sometimes there's a lot of people out there who have done it so many times that you kind of become, yeah, like numb, like we talked about before Yep. where you're like, man, I just want to feel guilty again. And sometimes that's like, like I, I understand that's that I think that really is part of the difficult part about overcoming this whole thing is like, there's definitely, yeah, people who just wish they had more guilt about it to make a change. Mm. And, you know, I've often asked myself, like in my own personal struggles, um, and weaknesses, you know, I, if I do something that I don't feel guilty about, I'm like, well, shoot, it's really hard to stay motivated to like take the steps to fix this. And so when I think about like, how can a guy make you feel safe. safe to me, I often ask, like, I want to know what are you doing to build your, your, your conscious conscience, I guess is kind of like a more deeper 
Hmm. You know, I, I think connection to deity is important in that factor. And I think when you aren't doing the things that aren't connecting you to God and assuming this is a more Christian based podcast, Mm -hmm. it is harder to feel that guilt when you do mess up. And so I often wonder what are they doing spiritually? And I think if they're doing all the things spiritually that they can do, I'm going to, I'm going to trust him a lot more and feel a lot more safe in how, how he feels when he does mess up. That's more important to me than just going through the motions and like the addiction recovery steps, like just going to an addiction recovery program. I know I said action shows a lot, which it does, Hmm. but more than just, okay, I'm going to overcome just the logical problems behind this, but I'm also feeding my spirit because that's ultimately, that's what's going to fuel that motivation. Like the intent of his heart. When you're close to God, you will feel guilt when you make those type of mistakes. Mm -hmm. When you do things that are ungodly, and you're close to the savior, it's, it's going to be 10 times easier to be, to stay motivated because that guilt is going to be so much more strong that God, what do they call it? Godly guilt or godly, godly sorrow. sorrow, godly yeah. sorrow. Yeah. Man. Well, what you're doing yeah. is important, but why you're doing it is far mm-hmm. more important. Why do you yeah. care? That's why Yeah. just for you ladies in the room here recording is every single time at group, um, at life changing services is the last question we ask is why do you fight? Why not? What are you going to do? Not, why? Not how are you going to fight? How are you, how are you going to fight this week? No. Yeah. Why? Why do you... Yeah. Gets into your identity. Yeah, that's... Thank you. That's okay. awesome. Whew. So would you guys date a guy with a porn challenge? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's that, always that. It, it depends. It depends? Horrible, well, horrible what, answer. What you said earlier really is like everyone has something. And so, and some people can handle and tolerate certain things. Right. Yeah. So I'm thinking about Kaylee, not you, Kaylee, but other mm-hmm. Kaylee from last week, her experience, she grew up with a mom that was addicted to meth. Wow. So her tolerance for an addiction, you can imagine was very, very low. Mm-hmm. Right. So you're absolutely right, Jess. It depends, like it, it depends on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. It's not an easy answer. Yes or no. I like the idea of it depends. It depends on the person. It depends on what you see in him. Right. Any other thoughts on that, Abby or. Well, I think too, something that me and my roommates have been talking about recently is that just because he doesn't have one now doesn't mean he won't have one in the future. Mm. And so I think the conversation should be more about, again, like what are we both doing to try to like prevent having an issue because just because there's not one now doesn't mean there won't be one in five years or 10 years or like who knows what it's going to be like in 30 years. And so I think it goes back to again, like what's the intent? Mm. What are they doing like every day to fight and to like have the spirit? And like, are they currently struggling with it or have they overcome it? And if they are like, how long have they been clean? And I just think there's a lot of questions. A lot to of factors. It. I just had another question. Can I ask? It's not <laughs> on the, the predetermined questions. <laughs> so, <podcasters> yeah. <laughs> So the question comes from this idea that uh, um, you're talking to an audience today of people that are struggling with this. What would you want them to know about how it affects a woman? How maybe give them another reason to fight? What's a why? What's a why that would hit home for you personally of being like, 
hey, just so you know, dudes out there listening, this is how it affects me or affected me. I think that would be powerful for all of you listening out there is what is this? What is what impact does this have on a woman? I think a lot of us here know the biggest difference between men and women. Women are very emotional creatures and men have more, you know, those, that box mentality, they have categories of everything. And a woman's brain is just so connected. There's so many, so many things connected to so many other things in their lives. And it's, it's, I don't think, I don't think a man honestly will ever fully understand (laughs) what, what those, how it plays into our emotions and our mental safety. Mm. And so I know for me, um, I'm trying, I'm forgetting the question already. What was the question? Yeah. So, um, how does it affect affect women? How does it affect women? How does it affect you when you hear like, I mean, we're, we're women are constantly comparing ourselves to each other every day. It's just, it's just that like one extra thing that just adds to it. That just sucks. It's like, okay, now not only are we comparing ourselves to beautiful women all the time, but now we're comparing ourselves to fake women who like, and who are doing unrealistic things in the bedroom. And then like, to know that like we might have a marriage that's being compared to that is Ugh. frightening. And it's, it's, it's like so scary. Like I was, there was a time when I was honestly scared to date. I remember after this one, that one relationship where I fell into this deep, like just crazy anxiety. Um, it went away the second I broke up with him and it was a horrible thing because I liked him a lot and I, like I loved him actually. And it was, it was rough to break up. But anyways, I remember walking around it affected me so hard emotionally. I was so scared to date. And I remember going around and just like every guy I looked at, I couldn't, I was like, he probably has a porn issue. He probably has a porn. Like I was so like in my head about it. And like, I didn't know, I honestly didn't know if I could heal from it. I was like, I, I might just have to be single the rest of my life. I literally thought there's probably no man that's on this wall, on this earth that can walk and like have a handle on this. It was like so scary for me. So just like, it's just, it scarred me. <laughs> it really scarred me. Uh, but it also opened up my eyes to, you know, a, the bigger picture of like, okay, this is something I can be a part of and fighting against as well. in whatever way I can, whether that be starting with my own kids when I have, if I have boys, yeah, like, boy, well, I know I like, I've already started accumulating ideas on like how to, how to teach them, how to train them, how to make them aware. But anyway, so yeah, it's, yeah, I mean it, Words can't even describe, I'm sure. Yeah, like what it actually feels. Words cannot describe. And no matter how much a woman can mentally like try to convince herself that like it is not about her, like this issue is not about her. It's, we can't help it. It's just like. It'll come back. Yes. We're like, I'm not, I'm not pretty enough. I'm not, Mm. I'm not like, I just can't do, like, I don't know. It's just, it's comparisons. It's, it's crazy. (laughs) Oh no, Kaylee, let me just thank you for sharing that. That's that's a very vulnerable question. Yeah. And I knew that going in. So I appreciate you being willing to answer. Um, cause yeah, it's, that's a hard, it's a hard, yeah. Can't really describe it. Yeah. I think one way it can affect us is that, um, if it's like from my experience, if it's so far on the scale of it becoming violent and things like that, that our safety, like we become worried 
about being safe with the person that is supposed to love and respect us. And that can be a scary thing because you'd hope that that shouldn't be a question in your mind or a fear. But I feel like for males or females, if you're, if you have a hard time with pornography, if you realize that it's getting to that point in your addiction, that you're starting to lose sight of the other person's boundaries that were set or how they feel and you become numb to that and think, well, I'm just gonna listen to this appetite that I have. If it gets to that point, then please, male or female, reach out to someone because it can get to a dangerous point and again, there's a big scale, but you don't want to ever put that other person in that scary situation or fear. So just reach out and get help. Get help. Thank you, Abby. You reach out to us. <laughs> we'll talk to you. That's right. Yeah. We sure will. Please reach out. Podcast at lifechangingservices.org. <laughs> <laughs> Can we ask these women why they fight? I would love to know. Why wife? fight against pornography I'd like to hear and if we could do each of you is that okay <laughs> Jess can we start with you why why do you personally fight against pornography well since we all have a purpose and plan being here on earth and having family being central to that I just look into my future and I'm hopeful that one day I'll start a family, and that's why I fight, I fight for those that are trying as well, and those that, um, you shouldn't have asked me first, because now I just <laughs> get a little teary-eyed. It's like, yeah, that was bad. I should have Sorry, I know, I'm like, I, I should have forewarned, because I was feeling it, and then you asked me, but, um, might have to go to Abby for a second. And if I want to, sorry, that was bad wrapping no, up. I, no, seriously, family. I'm trying to family. figure out family. the yes. words. It yes. really is. It comes cute. back to family. It does. Whew. Yeah, it does. Because Satan won't have that. Satan won't be able to have a body who won't be able to know what it feels like to be in love, to start a family. So that's why I fight to, against that little son of a... Son of a bitch. <laughs> Gosh dang, you son Not of a Not to make it, that no, was light-hearted. No, but. no, seriously, I, um, what a great tool in his tool belt. If we're looking at it objectively from what you said, Kaylee and Abby, man, what a tool in his hands to destroy people and their families. I'm like, Sorry, no, I, I couldn't even articulate what I was trying to say because I just look at you and I shouldn't have because... He is a major tool. Because I am a tool. <laughs> a tool okay. in God's hands. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. An instrument. I, well, I, meant, I meant Satan's a tool. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. I thought you were talking about Spence. No, no, yeah. no, 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 not you. You're not a tool. Oh, You're thanks. great. Thanks, man. High five. High five. <laughs> Thank you, Jess. Yeah. Abby. Abby, what about you? Why do you fight? Um, I fight against pornography just because, like Jess touched on and everyone's touched on, that is such a huge thing that Satan is trying to work against us and to try and destroy us by using pornography. And I know that, especially in this day and age, Satan's trying to do everything he can to make us miserable, to make sure that we can't 
return back to our Heavenly Father to make us doubt our self-worth, all of that. And if I can do anything to kind of not put the adversary in his place, but like, yes, just let him know please. that. Yeah. But just let him know that, no, no, like what the world is doing is not normal. God's ways are God's ways. And they're the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. <laughs> and just to fight against him. Like it just gives me hope knowing that we have strength and power over him. Ooh, let's go. I just thought of this video. I'm not sure if you guys have ever seen it, but there's a video that Cody showed us one day in group of a Cody. If you're listening to this, which I think he does listen yeah, to every episode. He does. Um, but what's the video called? I'm asking you, <laughs> Hey Cody, what's the video called? Um, <laughs> no, uh, there's a video that shows a, it's a representation of a mother and her like casting Satan out of her home. It's oh, powerful. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's powerful. Yeah. And what you both have just said, not in my house. This isn't gonna this is not gonna tear Okay, I need to stop I need to stop speaking words because nope. I can't can't without That's not my house. Not my house. No like way, don't man. Satan, you're get not get that out of here. Get hmm. the Oh yeah. Okay. Whitney. How about you? <laughs> How about you? Why do you fight against pornography and, and Satan? Yeah. Um, like my first thought when you said that was like, because I'm worth it. Ooh. Yeah, you are. Uh, Heck yeah. Mic drop. Let's go. <laughs> Mic drop. Don't drop those though. because they're like, they're yeah. expensive. Yeah. <laughs> you are. No, but, but I think just like the older I get, I think the more I work on like my relationship with like deity and God and realizing like my eternal worth and it never changes depending like no matter what I do. And, um, yeah, like I feel like I, I like know my potential probably not as I, I don't actually, I probably don't know as much that I could too. Like God probably is like, you're limiting yourself, but I know that I'm like worth it and I can achieve like amazing, like whatever I want. And so, yeah, I'm like not going to let Satan win. And I also think a lot about like my future family, like they said, and not even just my family here, like that I already have, but like my future kids that are coming and like my husband and I feel like they deserve the best Whitney. And I have to do all that I can to make myself the best to be deserving of future blessings that I know will be coming. Make yourself the best, but Mm -hmm. keep yourself the best too. Yes. Right. And, um, I love that. What you said there too, it just reminded me of how much future benefit there is in fighting, but how much immediate benefit as well. I feel Mm -hmm. worth it. That's an immediate benefit. That's not like eternal life. If we don't fight, Spence, Satan's swinging. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you don't fight, you will get knocked down. Yes. And we've heard story after story here today alone where that's happened. You have to fight or you will die. He is going, he wants to destroy us. It's your family or his they're, the line's drawn. You, you you cannot sit on the fence. No. In 2020, you can't. Nope. I love that. Kaylee, what are your thoughts? Mine is very much in line with Whitney's, actually. Um, wow. Like, I fight because I know that when we are filled with light, we more easily influence others to also follow that light. And so I think more than just our own potential, we're helping other people achieve their potential when we're 
in the right place and we're full of light. And I'm, I'm like pro, like the thing that motivates me the most is like the whole warrior mentality that you guys have been talking about on the podcast. Like I am like, no, I think, I think we were all like put on this earth during this time because we are warriors and like we're, I think we were trained before we came here and I think we have to continue to train while we're here. But like Satan is, is the enemy and we're like, it's like game on. I, so I fight, I fight simply just to like basically slap Satan in the face. Like that motivates me Yes. just like for mankind. Like just put him in his place because yeah. he doesn't belong here. He doesn't. And yeah. go to hell. And so yeah, go, yes. go to hell. Go to hell. Go back. Yeah, I know. Seriously, go, go back, back to hell Seriously. and stay Don't. out of my head. Stay yeah. out of my family. Stay out of my relationships. You don't belong here. Yeah. Yeah. So I I I fight because I want I want this world to be filled with light, not darkness. That's my really so good. Vince, I didn't know I could love these girls more than I did. <laughs> Seriously, though, <no>. but I do. <laughs> I, I, um, yeah, I'm so, so humbled by your goodness and your, oh man, women warriors, man, just the finest, the finest God has to give you, you, you bring fire that no one else can. Yeah. Nobody else can. You are worth it. So anyone listening, if you're male, female, you are worth it. One of them. What's that? You're either male or female. (laughs) Yeah, one or the other. You're worth it. So worth it. So fight, fight for it. We love you guys. We'll chat with you next week.